With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everybody, Indian Wells podcast here from Tennis.com. I'm, I'm Ed McGrogan, talking with Steve Tinger, who's out in California now. This is day three of the tournament. Uh, it's Friday, but really not the tournament doesn't get into full swing until the weekend once all the seeded players start going. But today, a few of the big women's seeds are in action, Yankovic, uh, Kleisters in particular. Uh, but the rest of the schedule I'm looking at is actually something you don't see very often anywhere. It's it's doubles heavy and with the biggest singles names there is in the men's tour. There's uh, Nadal, Federer, Murray, Djokovic, all playing doubles matches. Quarry and Isner, they've reunited too. I guess now they're back in California where Quarry's from. Do these, Steve, these doubles matches really mean anything to you? Do they glean, you glean anything from watching them or are they just kind of there to, uh, to fill the stadiums on these early days? As far as this... As far as the singles guys go, I mean, I don't think there's anything you can glean from it. Um, you know, Nadal, I think he plays he plays to help out his friend Mark Lopez. Um, Make a few bucks. Djokovic maybe wants to wants to play with Troitsky for Davis Cup and Federer, maybe with Varenka for for Davis Cup. But I don't I don't get to, I don't feel like you can you can judge any singles form on this. I mean, it's it seems like more and more that. That they're trying to fill, trying to sell tickets for early, early days in in tournaments with some of this stuff. Last year, Djokovic and Nadal both they played a doubles match in in Toronto, Toronto, which was a little gimmicky, I guess. But that was they you know almost sold out a, a night session there. And and you know these are popular. You get Nadal and Federer. You get both of them on the stadium court on a Friday, so that's a it's a bonus for the tournament. Yeah, exactly. It's loaded from uh, top to bottom there. Uh, the rest of the card today, I know you're going to be heading out there for the first your first day out um, out on the site. Um, what matches do you like that uh, you think you're going to be heading to? There's uh, some interesting names, not many seeds yet, uh, the biggest ones, but uh, some compelling matches, I think, nonetheless. Just to stick with doubles for a second, to see a real team of, of, of double specialists um, play later, a new team, Lodra and Zemanjic, who... who um, hadn't played together but are both very accomplished doubles players they play Isner and Query that you know if, to see two guys who really know how to play doubles that, that'll be that'll be interesting otherwise yeah early Rayonic plays Ilhan of Turkey so we'll see we'll see what he can do whether he can keep um, keep going his current run he's, he's been amazing he, he he won in Davis Cup last last weekend on on clay a totally different surface so than he's been winning on so we'll see about that and also at the same time, on Stadium Three, another another um, teenager, another kid, uh, Ryan Harrison, who was who um, 
obviously made a big splash last year, but he's had some coaching issues recently. He dumped one coach and then he quickly tried out another and, and that didn't work out. So he's, so he's sort of, I guess he's going through some transition. He had a, a bad loss at, at the Australian Open, so we'll see how he's doing. He plays Jeremy Chardy, which is a that'll be an entertaining match. Yeah. Back to Rayonis for for one second. I just want to get your thoughts on this is gonna be certainly the, the biggest tournament. Not this is after the Australian Open, after he sort of made this even bigger push up with his play in the States. But this is the tournament that he's gonna get assuming he advances past Ilhan. Once he even in the second and third rounds, he's going to get start to get bombarded with big names sort of early on. Um, maybe what do you expect from Raonic, I guess, this month in general? Because he's going to have two chances to, to kind of prove himself again on an even bigger stage here in Miami. Does Do you expect anything even to kind of continue that upward upward ascent? That is tough to say. I wouldn't have said that he would come back after winning in San Jose and make the final and make the final in Memphis and almost be erotic, but he, but he did that. So he's been a surprise all year. Um, I mean, the, the easy thing would be to say that he's, he's going to run into, he's going to, you know, that's not going to continue. I know Marty Fish, uh, he plays Marty Fish. He might play Marty Fish early in, the, in this tournament. Fish talked about Raonic in, in Delray and said that he's just still really, seems like he's really still learning how to play, how to construct points. He's just, but in that sense, it's working out for him because he's just swinging away at this point. That he's in that stage where he's he's playing completely free without without having to think a, a whole lot, um, and that's that's tough to play a guy like that. Yeah, fun little match I might recommend to you on court seven. We have kind of the resurfacing of Tomich. He he plays Bopana mm-hmm. in a, a match that might be fun to watch up close since I don't, I don't I've never been to Indian Wells, but that's probably a more intimate setting there. And the rest of the way, um, yeah, that's a small court out on the out, out there, right? Yeah, so we see him, I guess, for the first time in a, in a little while since the Aussie. Um, and then the night matches later today, you get Blake back on a center court stage for the first time in a considerable time. He plays Guccione, two guys that have really sort of tailed off in the last couple of years, both of them. And then Ivanovic and Date Crum are the final match today. Um, Battle of the young and the old there. So that's uh, that's today's slate. Any anything else before you kind of take off there? Uh, well, just back on back on Tomic, it'll be interesting to see him. You rarely, I feel like you rarely see him outside of Australia. He's like a you know visitor from from another country. That, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see what he does now that he's at least attempting to play a fuller schedule. And um, also a late match that that could be pretty entertaining: a shot maker Davidenko versus the hothead Fognini. Um, that's probably pretty good for a, for a night session, small court match. But um, Ivanovic and Date Krum is interesting, of course. You have a 40-year-old who's who has struggled some, obviously, and Ivanovic trying again now without a coach. She's been through a bunch of coaches, now trying trying to go without. She sort of starts this a new phase with um, without a coach at this tournament. Yeah. All in all, pretty good Friday, I think, for this. So we'll, um, we'll look forward to your reports later today. And then Steve will be writing throughout the week up to the final. And along with the rest of the stuff on Tennis.com, Rack Reactions, Pete Bodo will be writing from back here. And we'll have more podcasts, too. So uh, tune in again next time. For Steve Tigner, I'm Ed McGrogan. Thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.